Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Section 5 of The Adventures of Buster Bear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Leader. The Adventures of Buster Bear by Thornton W. Burgess. Chapter 17. Buster Bear Goes Berrying. Buster Bear is a great hand to talk to himself when he thinks no one is around to overhear. It's a habit. However, it isn't a bad habit unless it is carried too far. Any habit becomes bad if it is carried too far. Suppose you had a secret. A real secret, something that nobody else knew, and that you didn't want anybody else to know. And suppose you had the habit of talking to yourself. You might, without thinking, you know, tell that secret out loud to yourself, and someone might, just might happen to overhear. Then there wouldn't be any secret. That is the way that a habit, which isn't bad in itself, can become bad when it is carried too far. Now, Buster Bear had lived by himself in the great woods so long that this habit of talking to himself had grown and grown. He did it just to keep from being lonesome. Of course, when he came down to the green forest to live, he brought all his habits with him. That is one thing about habits. You always take them with you wherever you go. So Buster brought this habit of talking to himself down to the green forest, where he had many more neighbors than he had in the great woods. Let me see, let me see, what is there to tempt my appetite? said Buster in his deep, grumbly, rumbly voice. I find my appetite isn't what it ought to be. I need a change. Yes, sir, I need a change. There is something I ought to have at this time of year, and I haven't got it. There is something that I used to have and don't have now. Ha! <sighs> I know. I need some fresh fruit. <laughs> That's it. Fresh fruit. It must be about berry time now, and I'd forgotten all about it. My, 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 how good some berries would taste. Now if I were back up there in the great woods, I could have all I could eat. Mmm, makes my mouth water just to think of it. There ought to be some in the old pasture. There ought to be a lot of them there. 
If I wasn't afraid that someone would see me, I'd go up there. Buster sighed. Then he sighed again. The more he thought about those berries he felt sure were growing in the old pasture, the more he wanted some. It seemed to him that never in all his life had he wanted berries as he did now. He wandered about uneasily. He was hungry, hungry for berries and nothing else. By and by he began to talk to himself again. If I wasn't afraid of being seen, I'd go up to the old pasture this very minute. Seems as if I could taste those berries. He licked his lips hungrily as he spoke, then his face brightened. I know what I'll do. I'll go up there at the very first peep of day tomorrow. I can eat all I want and get back to the green forest before there is any danger that Farmer Brown's boy or anyone else I'm afraid of will see me. That's just what I'll do. My, I wish tomorrow morning would hurry up and come. Now, though Buster didn't know it, someone had been listening. And that someone was none other than Sammy Jay. When at last Buster lay down for a nap, Sammy flew away, chuckling to himself. <laughs> I believe I'll visit the old pasture tomorrow morning myself, thought he. I have an idea that something interesting may happen if Buster doesn't change his mind. Sammy was on the lookout very early the next morning. The first jolly little sunbeams had only reached the green meadows and had not started to creep into the green forest when he saw a big, dark form steal out of the green forest where it joins the old pasture. It moved very swiftly and silently, as if in a great hurry. Sammy knew who it was. It was Buster Bear, and he was going berrying. Sammy waited a little, until he could see better. Then he, too, started for the old pasture. End of chapter 17 Chapter 18 Somebody Else Goes Burying Isn't it funny how two people will often think of the same thing at the same time, and neither one know that the other is thinking of it? That is just what happened the day that Buster Bear first thought of going burying. While he was walking around in the great forest, talking to himself about how hungry he was for some berries, and how sure he was that there must be some up in the old pasture, Someone else was thinking about berries and about the old pasture, too. "'Will you make me a berry pie if I get the berries tomorrow?' asked Farmer Brown's boy of his mother. Of course Mrs. Brown promised that she would, and so that night Farmer Brown's boy went to bed very early that he might get up early in the morning, and all night long he dreamed of berries and berry pies. He was awake even before jolly, round, red Mr. Sun thought it was time to get up, and he was all ready to start for the old pasture when the first jolly little sunbeams came dancing across the green meadows. He carried a big tin pail, and in the bottom of it, wrapped up in a piece of paper, was a lunch, for he meant to stay until he filled that pail if it took all day. Now, the old pasture is very large. It lies at the foot of the big mountain, 
and even extends a little way up on the big mountain. There is room in it for many people to pick berries all day long without even seeing each other, unless they roam about a great deal. You see, the bushes grow very thick there, and you cannot see very far in any direction. Jolly, round, red Mr. Sun had climbed a little way up in the sky by the time Farmer Brown's boy reached the old pasture, and was smiling down on all the great world, and all the great world seemed to be smiling back. Farmer Brown's boy started to whistle, and then he stopped. "'If I whistle,' thought he, "'everybody will know just where I am, and will keep out of sight, and I never can get acquainted with folks if they keep out of sight.' You see, Farmer Brown's boy was just beginning to understand something that Peter Rabbit and the other little people of the Green Meadows and the Green Forest learned almost as soon as they learned to walk, that if you don't want to be seen, you mustn't be heard. So he didn't whistle as he felt like doing, and he tried not to make a bit of noise as he followed an old cowpath towards a place where he knew the berries grew thick and oh so big and all the time he kept his eyes wide open, and he kept his ears open, too. That is how he happened to hear a little cry, a very faint little cry. If he had been whistling, he wouldn't have heard it at all. He stopped to listen. He never had heard a cry just like it before. At first he couldn't make out just what it was or where it came from, but one thing he was sure of, and that was that it was a cry of fright. He stood perfectly still and listened with all his might. There it was again. Help! 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 And it was very faint and sounded terribly frightened. He waited a minute or two, but heard nothing more. Then he put down his pail and began a hurried look here, there, and everywhere. He was sure that it had come from somewhere on the ground, so he peered behind bushes and peeped behind logs and stones, and then, just as he had about given up hope of finding where it came from, he went around a little turn in the old cow-path, and there, right in front of him, was little Mr. Gartersnake. And what do you think he was doing? Well, I don't like to tell you, but he was trying to swallow one of the children of Sticky Toes the tree-toad. Of course Farmer Brown's boy didn't let him. He made little Mr. Gartersnake set Master Sticky-Toes free, and held Mr. Gartersnake until Master Sticky-Toes was safely out of reach. End of chapter 18 Chapter 19 Buster Bear Has a Fine Time Buster Bear was having the finest